Hey everybody, guess who's back? It's Chris Jackson and Noah Glosson from West Coast Preps recording another edition of the West Coast Preps podcast. Last time we did this was right before the NorCal playoffs. Since then, been a lot of stuff happened, right? NorCal championships in the football, state championships, and a lot of postseason awards and a lot of multiple sports at the same time take up a lot of our time. But now we're back, hopefully consistently doing some basketball podcasts and some stuff the rest of this season. We've had some big stuff too. We've had crazy league races already. I think you all have seen it on Twitter with the East Bay Athletic League, WAC, Marin County, West Catholic Athletic League. Great. You pretty much name the league right now, and it's it's getting wild and really intense in front of some full packed arenas. First off, though, Noah was at the De La Salle MLK Classic, the 25th annual rendition of that very, very special day in Concord. I guess, Noah, first, take me through that day what you saw and some of the biggest headliners and players you saw well it was quite an exciting day of hoops um we saw some of the best teams in the bay area and even a team from oregon that was actually ranked number one by usa today uh westland i'll get into them in a second but it kicked off right in the morning at 9 30 oakland tech battled camp Lindo. oakland tech faced a elite gauntlet of a schedule um they played at gridley they played at the norcal tip-off at dublin against some elite competition uh, Camp Lindo, they just got back their star wing, uh, Shane O'Reilly. He had missed a couple games with a head injury. Uh, he was out in that loss to Clayton Valley, their first league loss in like four years. He comes back and he makes a difference. 20 points, 10 rebounds, great defense. And and Camp Lindo staves off Oakland Tech, 56-47. to 47. Great effort by both teams. Amari Mojave with Oakland Tech, he's a ball hawk. He can steal the ball away from you at any moment. Four steals in that game. I like what Camp Lindo had, and I think this team can definitely go far. I know, you know, you lose Aiden Mahaney, but the way Camp Lindo plays that ball movement, uh, Logan Robeson and other great scorers, they can definitely make a run the uh, NCS playoffs. The biggest thing with them, too, is you mentioned Logan Robeson's back and healthy, right? That's something they've missed. He played, period, I think, 14 games last season. There actually is a feature on him on our website, westcoastpreps.com, a day or two ago, but – yeah, he only played 14 games his junior season, didn't even play a sophomore year, just really fluke injuries, not a whole lot you can do about it. Now he's really living up to that name and that feeling that's been bestowed upon him these last couple of years and probably exceeded that. Averaging over 22 a game, a really efficient shooter, can score from inside and outside, and he really makes this Campolindo team go in a lot of ways. Easily. And Campolindo, you know, they've had some tough losses. A couple to Vanden. They lost to Clayton Valley. But keep in mind, like I said, Shane O'Reilly was out that game. He contributes on both ends with shooting. His defense on the wing has been exceptional. Uh, and when they're complete with him, they can be a very good team. Top 10 in the Bay Area easily. Yeah, and a lot of that is matchups, too. Sometimes Van just has not been a good matchup for Campolindo at all. But then Campolindo's rattled off some other big ones, right? They beat Branson. They beat Reardon. They had a great showing at Gridley their last month, which is also the same weekend as the football state championships. But Camp Lindo is definitely going to be a force. And then head coach Stephen Dyer is just doing what he does as well. Just got his 150th win at Camp Lindo there last night. So congrats to coach on that really big milestone. And then you saw De La Salle take down a nationally ranked foe last week. I know we'll get into the EBL in a second, but – Last week, lose to Monta Vista, and they come back and beat a nationally ranked team on Monday. Yes, uh, Westland from Oregon. Um, Pritchard on the Celtics actually went there. They are led by a four-star guard, Jackson Shellstad. He's signed to Oregon. He 
is an elite scorer. And this one in this four minute span, the second quarter, he scored 12 points, hit five straight shots. Uh, he's he, he could easily be a McDonald's All American, but what does Dale Sal do? They they stick to their bread and butter. They move the ball well. They do some backdoor cuts. They get to the basket. Alec Blair leads them. Leo Ricketts came off the bench. He was huge. 17 points, four threes. De La Salle pulls ahead in the end, and they win by 10 against a team that was ranked anywhere from 17th in the nation to number one in the nation by USA Today. So what an accomplishment for De La Salle, um, and then what a remarkable program. And how about Alec Blair, too? It's pretty hard to think that kid's a sophomore, isn't it? Yeah. But where does De La Salle factor into this league race, too? You've seen some big games. You were at De La Salle Santa Monica Valley last night, a crazy ending there where they go on that big run to pretty much end that game and beat SRV. But now in that EBAL talk, where does De La Salle factor into the East Bay Athletic League in that, I guess, early race? I couldn't tell you. There's so many great teams. There's like seven teams that can compete for that top spot. You've got Dublin, you've got Cal, you've got SRV, Monta Vista, Doherty Valley, De La Salle, and Granada. I mean, the league race have been crazy. I've seen a few teams last week, SRV, V battled uh, Doherty Valley. They lost by six that game. Then Dublin took down um, Monta Vista. Um, they played really well on in the full court press. Didn't shoot the ball well, but they crashed the offensive boards. That's what helped lead in the victory. But SRV De La Salle was a throw last night. De La Salle goes down by four with 155 left, I believe. They score a couple with Arshan Saki scoring a bucket, then Alec Blair scoring. And then they steal the ball and Saki scores on the game-winning layup with 2.6 left. Dale Sal's resilient. They can close out any game on an 8-0 run. They have beautiful ball movement and great depth and great chemistry, and that's what makes this team so special. Yeah, Dale Sal's got that resume really going. Play great defense, but they've got a lot of different leaders that can step up in a lot of ways and got a good record. Only losses to Monta Vista in league play, but look what they've done since. Beat Santa Rosa Valley. They beat a nationally ranked team. Dublin awaits this Friday, which would be a, maybe a game that determines a top two seed in those league playoffs. And Santa Monica Valley, yes, 0-3, but still probably a top 10 team in the Bay Area, you got to think. And I think you had texted me last night. It'd be a top three team in some of the other premier leagues in this region and all in Northern California. 0-3, but they've lost the De La Salle on the road in the close one. They've lost the Doherty Valley on the road, and they've lost – at Cal on the road. Or no, they lost to Doherty Valley at home. My apology that Doherty Valley was still number one in the Bay Area. So it's pretty much like a road game in some ways right, with how good Doherty is. So that resume 0-3. Probably the best 0-3 team you'll really likely ever find out there, especially with the team they've got, the coaching staff and everything else that's working for them. And they, they, they've still got a factor to be at least an early open division type team still in mid-January. Easily. I mean, this is a loaded league. 0-3 is just as good as any top team in any league around the Bay Area. Uh, top three team in WCL for sure, and number one in any other league around the Bay Area. Uh, Parker McLaughlin is a great scorer. They've got Mason Thomas who's a sharp shooter. Seamus Dealey, he really stepped it up in the fourth quarter, had some big plays, had an end one that put him up by four. Uh, Central Valley is definitely going to be a team that's competing for an NCS championship like they, okay, like they did. Let's get that ready. Like pulling they did. Up, just pulling up those standings on max preps, and you already know some of those advertisements pop up. Yeah, those advertisements pop up. But, yeah, they've got a lot of great guys who can score. And San Ramon Valley, they're going to be a tough team that can compete with any team. Their average margin of, lot of um, loss in every game so far is by five points. Uh, one was to Reardon, and then three were in league. So 
this team is still going to be hanging tough with the best teams in the Bay Area easily. And the top team in the league right now that they've had another one of those close losses to is Doherty Valley, 3-0, and and they've just won huge games. At San Juan Valley, like we just mentioned, at Granada last Friday, in what I was there and saw in They've got, I think, that missing piece in Blake Hudson. They they had the stars last year. Right? You had Ryan Beasley and Connor Sevilla, but what Beasley and Sevilla said after that Granada game was Blake Hudson was that missing piece of the puzzle we really needed to go over the hump. And Blake Hudson was at St. Mary's in Berkeley last year, led that team in literally every single category, like 18 points a game. is pretty much a double-double machine, two-way athletic wing. Goes to Doherty Valley. Now they've got that third piece to really contend. Now they're number one in the Bay Area. Lost one game all season. Got to like what they've got. That was to a nationally ranked opponent too, um, St. Augustine. Uh, Blake Hudson, he just really completes that team. You know, you've got one of the best backcourts in Northern California in Sevilla and Beasley. They can score, you know, 30 or 30, 25 any given night. Um, Sevilla, I, I still know how high, he doesn't have as many options as he does. He is a great player, um, clutch shooter. He has ice in his veins. He deserves offers. And Beasley, the USF commit, is going to do great things uh, in the WCC easily. Yeah, Beasley's going to be one of those guys, just his control towards the rim, too, and that athleticism and everything else he's got is just – it's on a different level. Right? There's He was the player of the year as a junior last year, averaged 30 a game. And Sevilla, I'm glad you mentioned him because his offense is really good. He can shoot from Tracy. He can shoot from Walnut Creek, wherever the heck you put that kid. It's just he's going to hit 30, 35 foot just rockets on that court. But his defense really impressed me. He defended that 6 7 win at Granada. Tyler Harris, four star prospect with a lot of tenacity. He was actually a 30 second stretch in that game where he blocked Harris twice. And he's got. Eight less inches on Harris and did that, but it's just defense. So he's a complete guard. I did see Cal State East Bay talking to him for a minute after that game, so that's good to see. But I, I just can't understand why there are more offers, is more interest coming his way. That's something that's probably going to shock us until the end of time. Easily, and a lot of players will get offers as time goes on, and I think. Defense for Doherty Valley has been really a strong, a um, shining part of this this uh, well-rounded squad. Uh, they played exceptionally well. They had multiple steals for Hudson, Sevilla, and Beasley. When I saw them against San Ramon Valley, uh, they had some big shots. Uh, Blake Hudson made some big plays. I think he had a combined seven blocks and steals. So I want to see what Doherty Valley can do in terms of defense and also because we know what they're capable of in terms of offense. Um, explosive, can score up to 70, 80 a night. So we're going to see how this plays out, but this league is just going to keep getting more interesting. Yeah, and Granada's got that size with three guys over 6'6". You've got Andrew McKeever at center. They lost to Doherty Valley by seven, and they didn't have Nate Keeney, who's really a stabilizer at the guard spot. Good defender, kind of a 3 and D guy in a lot of ways. Tough kid, didn't have him. Still off to a really good start. Bonavista had some really big wins. They're another top 10 team. Dublin's also undefeated in the league. Beat Cal, beat Bonavista. Playing really balanced basketball. That's something that Coach Tom Costello really likes. It's tough to beat when you've got Jalen Stokes, Donovan Cooks, Courtney Anderson, pretty much everybody attacking you in different ways. And Dublin's playing its best basketball right now. Bonavista's won and two. Again, the losses, Granada and Dublin, they beat De La Salle. 
Cal High is another team probably getting overlooked, but that just goes to show you the strength of this league this year. And Cal's got some big wins as well. Best players, though. Rattle off some of your best players you've seen in this league this year and who might be, I guess, an early player of the year consideration in the EBA. Well, there's a lot. Um, first of all, you did mention Donovan Cooks. He just recently announced his commitment to San Francisco State to play at the collegiate level. Of course, Courtney Anderson was is an explosive guard signed to Colorado. Jalen Stokes was fantastic against Monta Vista in the game I saw. I think he had 16 points and eight rebounds. I like Beasley. Sevilla is definitely up there. Um, I think Nick Fields is an underrated prospect at Monta Vista. He can shoot really well. Another guy I really like, though, is, of course, I can't not mention him, Alec Blair. He's one of the best sophomores in NorCal. He can score. He can facilitate. He brings the ball up. He plays good defense. He was exceptional against Jackson Shellstad, a four-star guard from Oregon. He played a really tough defense on him all game. Of course, he had the size advantage. But apart from that four-minute stretch, they really locked in and guarded a um, a potentially McDonald's All-American um, really well all game. And also in the EBAL, but on the girls' basketball side, right? Let's not forget how Carondelet does not compete for league titles anymore. They get the auto bid for NCS. San Ramon Valley, though, that top team, and they actually just did beat Carondelet on Tuesday night in a game. I was That was a wild finish. San Ramon Valley's up for a while. Carondelet comes back, takes a late lead, and San Ramon Valley finishes that one off. But SRV making a strong case to once again be one of the top contenders I know last year they lost some great seniors like Elise Wilkerson's at Puget Sound. Natalie Pascoe's playing D1 ball at Boise State and just racking up some of these weekly honors as a freshman in the Mountain West. Sadie Carter, Allison Cern, all those girls graduated. It seems like Santa Monica Valley's doing what it's done. They beat Carondelet this year. They've also beat Pinewood. Granted, yes, Pinewood did not have some of its newcomers eligible yet, but Pinewood is still Pinewood, right? And Carondelet is Carondelet. They've got two of those big wins. And San Ramon Valley's got a lot of different pieces that they're going to attack you with. with Sierra Chambers, Sophia Bowles in that junior class. Amanda Kerner hit huge shots, including the dagger three that put them up four against Carondelet late in that fourth quarter. But here's what these girls did. It was Sophia Bowles with 25.7 rebounds, Kerner with 16 points, Sierra Chambers with 15 points and seven assists. And you've got another girl like Annika Lupinex had seven, eight threes in the game before like Kerner and Right now, San Ramon Valley girls basketball has to be figuring in once again under the Christianos into one of the elite programs in the Bay Area and really Northern California heading into this, I guess, final stretch of the regular season. Yeah, easily. I mean, the EBL is always competitive, whether it's the girls' side or the boys' side. Um, SRV is always a tough team. Um, I know Monta Vista is, had, is solid this year. And then Crondelite, you know, you have Allie Cummins, you have uh, Jamie Kent, I know you lose uh, Naya Epps, who's at Davis now. Um, Talana Lapello, a great floor general who's doing really good things at Stanford. But, you know, what does this do? What does this team do? They adapt, they adjust, and that's just Crondelet uh, Crund- basketball to a T. Yeah, that, that, they're a really good team. And they're going to, you got to think they're going to be an open division team when it's all said and done and be one of those top forces in the NTS. It's hard to beat a team twice. So maybe San Ramon Vallas, the playing mate. Could be a different story, but San Ramon Valley had the right game plan going in. And got to be looking at – maybe I'll do, I guess, an early coach of the year piece in girls basketball and boys basketball coming up in the next week. But John Cruciano has got a figure to be into that again, considering losing what he did, but the talent pool he's bringing up to beat Carondelet and Pinewood and be one of those top seven, eight teams in the Bay Area again speaks for itself. And another one of those teams that's certainly back is Pinewood, right? They were kind of – 
a sleeper early on. They did lose Ella Ladine, who's now at Washington. Lost some really good seniors. Again, though, waiting on some girls to become eligible, health, everything else. And Ava Uber, Southern Utah signee, is eligible now. Only lost once since she's stepped into the fray, averaging over 21 points and 14 rebounds. Pinewoods won five of its last six. They beat number three, Sylvia, and they beat Murrow Catholic. And the only loss in that stretch was to Oakland Tech, but one of Pinewood's top players went down with a season-ending injury in that game, too. So it's Pinewood starting to do what Doc Scheffler always does, and that's going to be another team where when that CCS race comes out in the open division by the end of the year, it's going to be Mitty and Pinewood pretty much right there at the top again, which is the way it's been for these last few years. Yeah, I mean, Pinewood, you know, they've always been a force, especially under, you know, Doc Shepler, he's a great coach. They've had some great talent come through that school in the past. Like you mentioned, Ella Dean. Hannah Jump is a senior at Stanford. She's one of their best scorers and facilitators. And uh, Clara Astrom is at Yale. Um, Annika Decker, I believe, is at Tufts. And Yuna Jovanovich is at CSU Fullerton. So a lot of talents come through that league over the past five years. And, you know, they've got some – they've played some tough teams. They're 6-5, and five, but look at those losses to University, to Reardon, to – Los Altos, a lot of those were without their eligible starters, but now they're really stepping up at the right time. Yeah, they are, and they're going to be one of those teams that factors into it. And so is Mitty. Mitty's playing really well, too, and they haven't had Morgan Shelley for a few games this year. That four or five-star junior that was the league player of the year as a sophomore last year, and they've, they're picking up some big ones. Over the weekend, alone, beat Oakland Tech in a tough one, and they've got one of the best freshmen in America in McKenna Lichko. She could probably be a player of the year candidate as a freshman with how good she is. Her last week alone was just on a whole other level. Let me pull up some of these stats that she did have. But what she's been accomplishing there at Midi is a whole other beast. Pulling this up right now, and you got to look at it. Just these last four games, 16 points, 12 rebounds against Sacred Art Cathedral, 26 points and nine rebounds versus St. Francis, 30 points and 12 rebounds versus Oakland Tech. 18 points and 16 rebounds against Bishop Odell. Wild stats. And, you know, they're the number two team probably in the Bay Area. Their only lot, two losses were to a Long Island Lutheran from New York and then Piedmont, which is our number one team in the Bay Area. And Piedmont really performed well at the uh, Bishop Odell girls MLK tournament. So I think the league race, the uh, the and the NorCal race is going to be interesting, especially with these teams like Piedmont and I expect them to make the uh, open and midi of course yeah and i think we got to go into piedmont a little bit before we go into this other league race we're going to talk about in the boys basketball side with piedmont's girls 16 and 0 they've defeated midi it was a nationally ranked team by max preps the top 15 team nationally by max preps midi is but piedmont 16 and 0 number one in the bay area in our rankings and i think numerous other publications they just wanted the doubt again on Wednesday, a crazy game there. They really toughened that one out when Trinity Zamora, San Diego State signing left with a late injury. They just got a lot of different pieces. Natalia Martinez is a thousand points for Zamora going to the D1 level. Like I just mentioned, you've got Perseus Jacaris hit a dagger three in that game, but just provides that energy. And then Eva Levinson, she's got multiple D1 offers and just, an unbelievable rebounder, double-digit score every night. Piedmont's got a lot of those pieces. At, right, at least right now, it looks like a number one seed in the NCS Open Division. Easily, at least for right now. Of course, anything can happen. But 
you know, look at the resume. They did beat Midi. They beat Cal, a tough Cal High team. They beat Salesian. Uh, that was a great win at MLK. Come from behind. They were down at half, I believe, by three. They dominate that third quarter and pulled out 6-9 to 63. And then they beat O'Dowd by seven. So you have to see, you know, what they got going forward. And it does look like they could face off against uh, Aquinas girls basketball team very soon. That's going to be, I think, on the 21st. That's going to be a really interesting matchup. And we'll have to see how that one goes down. Yeah, we will. It's going to be a fun race to this girls basketball season. Piedmont, Aquilani, San Ramon Valley, Carondelet, and NCS alone in them. I know I'll miss on others, right? Like a Marine Catholic, a lot of these other teams are going to factor into that. But now boys basketball, the whack. We've both seen some of these biggest games. I was at one last night, Piedmont, Bishop, out boys in that double header. This league race has to be one of the most intriguing in Northern California, at least through these first couple weeks of league play. Oh, yeah, 100%. I saw Berkeley uh, beat O'Dowd. This was their first win against O'Dowd in 15 years. Uh, their junior class is scary good. Jamari Weidman, you've got Ollie Miller, A.J. Laustu, and many other scorers. They're all coming back next year, which is terrifying for the WAC. Um, they did lose to Alameda by two, but Alameda, they've got a great coach in Miles Tarver. They can score well. They're an elite shooting team. This race is really going to come down to the four teams in Piedmont, O'Dowd, um, Alameda, and Berkeley, and it's going to be wild all the way through. You've got Berkeley and Piedmont in the first place teams. They're going to square off at, on Friday night for, I guess, that first place battle. Again, Piedmont won a first place battle last week against Alameda by two points. You had Robbie Silverberg. They were waiting for that third piece and that guard to really emerge. He had 12 points in that fourth quarter, back-to-back threes to win it. Big one there. Then they lose to Adad. That's always been a tough matchup just for their contrast in styles and the way they play right. Basketball is a matchup game and Odouts. Also, another team clicking, though, at the right time. You just saw them. This week, yeah, so I just saw them on Wednesday. I love what O'Dowd's got, and I guess the Miles duo is what I'm going to call them is Miles Dixon and Miles Burroughs, both in double figures, tough scorers, tough finishers, can do a lot of different things and play with a lot of energy for Bishop O'Dowd. But they're certainly not the only pieces that legendary coach Luke Ritchie has to you got to think make O'Dowd once again one of the factors to win another league title. And, you know, O'Dowd's always had, you know, that stranglehold on the whack for so many years. But now you see all these other teams come in. But O'Dowd's tough. Even with that 8-9 record, they played a national schedule. They beat Taft of Wooden Hills on Monday at the MLK tournament. Um, the free throw shooting, I'll admit, was not great. But they did come clutch in the end. Josh Green had a big deflection. And then right to Miles Dixon, he goes in for the slam. This ice the game, hits two free throws. And they win by five over a tough Taft team. And they got a big win. And that gives them confidence going forward. They've won four in a row. They got San Leandro coming up. Then you have Grant and Berkeley. So we're great. So we're going to see how that one plays out for sure. Yeah, it is. O'Dowd's got a lot of different players. They started out a little slow in league play, right? They lose to Alameda. They lose to Berkeley. Not the O'Dowd we're used to losing back-to-back league games. I can't remember the last time that's happened. Maybe that's something I got to go dig into the archives. But the Max Preps era, it's got to be – very rare, if at all, that that's happened. And they've stormed back. They beat the rival Piedmont by 20 points last night, where they pretty much controlled that game, got Piedmont stars in the foul trouble right from the start, played physical, doing O'Dowd basketball those best. Alameda and Miles Tarver is definitely a coach of the year candidate with what they're doing. They're ranked in the Bay Area. I thought it would be tough to replace a guy like Cameron Quick with how respected he is and 
he's won a lot of games. He probably shouldn't have just with how good of a coach he is and his player development. It looks like Miles Tarver's got this team built in. And it's tough to repair for a press defense, especially at the high school level and the way they execute that thing to a T. We got to be, you know, looking at the whack for like a lot of coach of the year candidates. You have Ben Spencer, of course, at Piedmont. You got Mike Hudson at Berkeley. The Richie, of course, is a legendary coach at Dowd and Miles Tarver. He's doing a phenomenal job at Alameda, Alameda um, right now. And, you know, they've had some good wins. They're a great shooting team. So this race is going to come down to four teams, and I don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one to watch. Berkeley, Piedmont, O'Dowd, Alameda. But let's make an early prediction. Who wins that league and why? I think Piedmont does pull it out. They've had some good wins. They beat Alameda. I think they can match up well against Berkeley. Uh, O'Dowd got them the first time. They will definitely make it interesting the second time. So I got to give Piedmont the edge. And I think then Alameda or Berkeley comes in second. And then O'Dowd comes in fourth. But it could go in any order. Yeah, it can. I think I'm going O'Dowd. They've been the champion for well over a decade. I got to see to believe it. That's just always kind of in my stance. They're, they're figuring this thing out. They're playing well, and you've got to play every team twice. And it's hard for me to see teams beating a team like O'Dowd twice. I'll probably be proven wrong for that. But with the toughness of this O'Dowd team, the way they've got this defense going, this culture and everything else, and the energy I saw them play with last night against Piedmont, it's hard for me to believe that. Odell's not going to keep this streak going of league title after league title and put another year on that boys basketball banner in that new sparkling $40 million gym. Yeah, I mean, Odell can definitely play. They got Miles Burroughs. Amos Hodgson, he was fantastic against Taft. He had six threes and 22 points in that game. Uh, he was the player of the game by um, Sportsbook, by Sportsbook Live and They've got the pieces to do. Josh Green is an underrated defender. He made, like I said, he had that big deflection, and he can definitely contribute in a lot of ways. So I like this team for my dad. Yeah, dude, Alameda is going to be there near the end. Gabe Garcia, Jackson, yep. That way they play both sides of the court as a team. Piedmont's going to be there, especially when you've got a guy like A.J. Harris that just scores 30 points a night alone. That's half of most teams' productions and probably 60% of the production for some teams. And Berkeley, Mike Hudson, He's got this program going. And Berkeley sports really are just going in general. Nothing but juniors and freshmen on that roster, which means every single player is going to be back next year. The WAC better watch out with what uh, Berkeley's got. The buzz is definitely back. Yeah, the, the buzz is back. It's football league champs. Maybe basketball gets one. Baseball was league champs last year. I know soccer's doing well. Gotta love the coaches they've hired at Berkeley. And it's – I know I'm thinking way too far ahead, but those way too early boys basketball rankings, I'm going to come out with those in a couple months. Berkeley's going to be right there near the top. But, Noah, you're going to be at Aquamani's against Miramonte Girls Basketball on Friday. I've got some big ones these next couple of days. I'll be at Marin Catholic against Branson. Doubleheader tonight. Girls basketball is the game of the week. Boys basketball game of the week. But he still has another few hours until 8 p.m. tonight to decide, I guess, where I'll be going tomorrow evening in the Bay Area. Anyway, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy the dry weather we've got now in California and enjoy some more great basketball and soccer action out here in Northern California.